Welcome to Torch, a podcast dedicated to all things Freeblades. We're glad you're here because this podcast is for you, the community of Phelan. And now, here are your impetuous High Quester hosts, Dan Rains and Jennifer Felix. Hey there, Felonians. Welcome to episode 16. Uh, this is your co-host, Dan, along with... Jen. And our latest tournament winner... Lucas. Well, welcome to the podcast, Lucas. So, uh, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about you and how you got into gaming? Uh, I've been gaming. I got into it because my parents do a lot of gaming. And this game did seem fun. I picked up a couple factions, and I've really stuck with Trazerite. We were pretty sure when he was three that he was actually going to grow up and be a paleontologist, so we're not surprised that he that went he with the dinosaurs. That he picked the dragons yes. or the dinosaurs, yeah. Yes, because Lucas is mine, so when he says his parents played games, he did come by Free Blades, honestly. So um, how much painting do you do since your mom's the art director? I do not. I... I just despise painting. I, Why? I you, can't. you paint by numbers? You, like, finger paint? No. Anything? He paints by going, Mom, I want them to look exactly like the Jurassic World dinosaurs. And how'd that work out? Worked out pretty well. So far, all of them have looked great. Got a spoiled kid here with a free commission painter. He does. Usually it's supposed to go the other way. That's why we have children, to do our slave labor. We're not supposed to do theirs. I mean, he does He does do a lot of heavy lifting now. Well, good. So um, we had an event at Meeplethon a couple weeks ago. Was it three weeks ago? Yeah. Three weeks ago. Uh, it was a Saturday event tournament, and there was 10 of us there, I think. I think there was 10, because I think we had five tables going. There were we had seven six tables, and they were all full at one point, so I think there's actually 12. Okay. So, yeah, there was a bunch of people there, and then I think the most represented faction was... Falcarans. Yep, the Falcarans. They had three. Right. Um, I brought Herodellins. Uh Jen played one game with somebody who had to leave. Yep, so that was, I played my Herodellans, of course, and I was fighting against the Chakram. Mm-hmm. So many Gora were fielded, it was a little crazy. He's playing that one, what's the list? It's like a unapproved list. Oh, one of the... Uh, Alternate faction things. Yeah, Alternate I can't leaders. think of the name of it, yeah. Yeah. The it, caster was the leader in that one. Right, yeah. the Neurotics. Mm-hmm. So, um, I ended up going, I think two draws and a win and my first draw was the very first round i was playing against ed who was playing kazarik and we flubbed a rule that basically ruined the whole game he critted the deployment and then said it was snow and so we played like there was snow and it was get to the objective and i couldn't get there and then we realized after the to told us halfway through the game that you have to double crit to get a weather like snow and it was too late by then and since the rules messed up and i didn't catch it we just kept playing and t- took it as a draw um and then my second game i played uh potter and that was a really tough game we ended up drawing with that one and then my last game i played against paul from uh, texas and uh he was playing Kuzarik again. I think it was Kuzarik. Yeah. yeah. And then we had this crazy bridge and fought on the bridge and my arrows were shooting. Right. Yeah. Polar bears falling off of bridges, if I remember correctly. Yeah. It was crazy. But yeah. we had a good time. Uh, I enjoyed it. I tried, uh, I took a um, sword of Vidnar as my leader. 
so it was pretty good because of my game against Potter. He had that, uh, what's that tree stalker thing, Majigan, that's always everywhere? The tree Yeah, the Trillion Tree Runner. Yeah. That's like charges you around the corner, disengages, does all kinds of other stuff. I don't, I don't know the Trillion know. model. He's the, it's like painted I can't remember what it is, but it, it's a pain in the butt model. Somebody just posted, like somebody just posted a meme on him like he's always around. He's got two daggers, one sticking oh, up. Oh, that's one. the Mist Dancer. Mist Dancer. So, yes. Yeah, that one it is crazy because it just played dances away. Yeah, however it can't when it's in combat with the Sword of Vidnar. It's contained. Yeah, and so uh, that worked out really well for me. And then I was able to take the Night Whisperer because I had a female leader. And then I took a Stalker as well. Yeah. Which is good. Oh, yeah. And Haradel, technically the stalker is ours. Everyone can borrow it as an ally. I think so. But it's ours. So, yeah, I double cheesed with that. And then my other two heroes were uh, questing Knights of Sylvia. So I got Fatestone. So that was kind of cheesy. But I love it. And then in the second game when I was playing Potter as well... That was the game that we got two spell lists. So, yes, that is one of the yeah, best. The Gauls must be crazy. And so we got to pick our second spell list. And I went with the Marshall list so I could turn the Fate Stones into Destiny Stones. That is a nice talent to have, yeah. So, yep. I basically started with two Destiny Stones, and then I ended up rolling throughout the game. And I think I got two or three more Fate Stones throughout the game, which all turned into Destiny Stones. So it was pretty hot. I was super happy. I was sad that that wasn't actually the scenario game that I played. Mm. Because I was just there for the first one, which I think was like Domination. And so that's one of my favorites because two spell lists really changes your ability. Two spell lists, 30 power, plus one dice level car. You have a lot of options. Oh, yeah. It was crazy. And then my Cantor was within six inches of the objective. And so that gives you another die level to your car. And I took the, it was like a bow, a mystic bow shot. Right, and for the list. Yeah, and my caster killed somebody with the mystic bow. Yeah, we Herodellans have so much fantastic magic in terms of healing and buffing our own, but in terms of doing damage, not so much. I yeah. mean, obviously we have been nurse fighting, we do have a ranged damage spell, but not to the extent that some of these other lists have. Yeah, I had a lot of fun, and I the questing night of Sylvia was just on it for me. He was my favorite MVP. It's because he's lucky. He's actually, we talked about this, I think, in the Gen Con podcast. We did. My favorite That's model, model. role-wise. That's he's, my dude. He's wonderful. Two D12 dodges, the Fate Stone because he's lucky, that large shield. There's there's nothing to not like about that model. Yeah, and the model looks cool, too. Oh, absolutely. So, um, so Luke, why don't you tell us about your list that you brought? I brought a list of Trazerites. Um, really expensive. I got... Dollar-wise? No. <laughs> he wouldn't know the answer to that. They're probably actually cheaper dollar-wise because you don't have to buy as many models because all their models are expensive for gold count. That's true. Uh, he did an alternate leader, so his leader was actually more expensive than the Keshark that comes with the starter box. So tell him yep. about Velazar Knight upgraded. Yeah, so the Velazar Knight I took as my leader. He got a plus one dice of a Mar, giving him a D12 Mar. And when he charges in, he has a shockling, which means I get an advantage on both my melee roll and my uh, Mar roll, and you're a minus one parry to that attack. And it worked out really well. It hits really hard on the first turn that he's charging in. It doesn't hit anywhere close to as hard after that. You'd but you have to survive that first turn, and from yeah. what I heard, that was not always the case. No. He did get three life points, too, and he was he did really well. I 
I definitely like him more than a Keshark. I'm probably never going to bring a Keshark again. <laughs> As the leader, at any rate. Yeah. Maybe right. there's some. So you, what caster did you bring? I brought the Sunbringer. I absolutely despise of this caster. I It's just bad. I, li- I like some of the spells, but I just this caster just doesn't do me any good. I lose Luke it so often. Luke wants to play this caster like it's a Fist of Vidnar wearing six armor. So when he says okay. he dislikes it, it doesn't quite fit his playstyle. Well, he doesn't even have a shirt on, so he shouldn't be up front. Yeah, Yeah. he shouldn't be standing right up in front of everyone. I do like some of his spells. He has one that gives Bone Crusher. It really does well with the Shock Lance, making it a threshold 5 crit, really deals some damage. Uh, He can give an extra life point, he can heal life points, and has uh, Sunburn that lets me minus either two dice levels to Mar or Rar to really, you know, hurt someone. In there hitting and negate me. their parries, and then you've got yeah. the other. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually a fantastic magic list, but yeah, he he wants a fist of Vidnar. That's really what he wants. He and wants to run in there. And then you need to play Herodellans, sucker. And they're slow. But then and they don't can get any be, dinosaurs. You can be an impetuous. No, you're not a high quester yet. No. Not yet. <laughs> All right. So what'd you take for some heroes? I took a stalker. I really like having the stalker because it's a good range option. Uh, good dodge for a D- D10 dodge. Has quarry, so plus two dice levels on something. Yep. Uh, just overall great in melee and range. And I just I like having it. Very versatile. Uh, it is. It makes a great allied model. I took a Ravager because I do like having contain. It's very good. It has a D12 dodge. Uh, it has a net, so whenever I enter combat, I can throw a net on you and potentially just make it so you can't move that turn. Oh. Yeah, and, that one's painful. Yeah, it's yeah. got pin. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he does have Scout, so I do get the plus two for the start. And even though I still failed all of my initiative rolls, even the beginning ones with plus six, yeah, I, I never win initiative. It doesn't happen. But you won the tournament. So. I did. You pick, pick what you want, man. Pick what you want. <laughs> Don't you need initiative. win initiative rolls or you win the tournament, not both. And then I brought an Arizm Scout. I really like the Scout. It's nice to have something that can ambush in the back. It has Harasser and Elusive, so it can just leave combat and throw a ranged weapon in any arc on the way out. Mm-hmm. It's got a D10 dodge, uh, Pouncer, so whenever it enters, it has a stealth token. If it charges with a stealth token, all attacks are through dice level. So it can be really good to get that charge in on the first one and really hard to hit. Yeah, if you were watching the Freeblades players page on our Facebook while this was going on, I believe I have a picture of that model. Julie had three different Eclipse charging it, uh-huh. and it survived. It survived one turn. One turn, right. And then died. But, but it did draw all the models away to the corner of the board, and I ended up winning by by uh, her breaking. But she couldn't get all of her models to the center. So it was a long fight, though. There was a lot of moving. I know I had Nizaki Chaser run all the way around the map. <laughs> It went from one side of the map to the other side, and then halfway to the other side of the map. Yeah, so John was just a tiny bit evil on game two, and decided that if Luke really wants to win a tournament, he had to beat the Blade Mother. And it was a beautiful map for it. The terrain is all kind of Trazerite-themed. We actually got it for an encounter that we did with the Eclipse and the Trazerite. And yeah, they had to play the Blade Mother, and she was doing a fantastic job of keeping him from charging with that Belazar Knight using her Void Wall. Every every time I got it positioned, there was a void wall in my face. And eventually I finally got to charge with it. It didn't do that much, but it did keep it out of the game for most of it. Uh, the only thing that happened there, though, is her followers that did try to charge in at my Ravager, which went to the center, uh, both got hit by Legionnaire Spears. And it, you know, losing two followers and just being left with a hero and a leader 
And uh, I took the Gruar list in the second game for the for Shadow magic. Mind yeah. magic. And uh, I managed to get uh, one of her models to deal a life point to itself before entering any combat with it. Yeah, Shadow Mind, when it goes off, yeah. I believe you take a spirit you test. Take a and spirit if you test. fail, you're attacking yourself with all, all your, your attacks. attacks. <laughs> yeah. It's, I really like it. I've seen a dragon near die to it. If the dragon didn't have diehards, it probably would have died to it. So I, I know it's a great spell to bring. Yeah, I think the best that I've seen it was used on a berserker. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anything that has all the multiple attacks. attacks. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty crazy. That could be, I never thought of using any berserker. I just saw a berserker get played over in one of the games over there, and it looks like it hits really hard. They do. <laughs> yeah, now you didn't play against I've never Erdegar. played against Erdogar. Yeah. I just know some of their models from a couple games I've watched. Yep, this was Luke's second tournament. He did not win the first one, but clearly he learned from his mistakes. All right, so what's our next hero? So the next hero is the Viper Veteran. Uh, I've only ever used it once before this tournament, and it was against an Argrush, so it didn't really do much. But I really like it. It's got six defense and five armor, so it's really hard to kill. It has a blow dart gun, so I can hit you with a venomous and make you take poison tokens. I love me some poison. Yeah. It does make a difference. Yeah. It has a boreal, so it can just run through the trees. That's which really is fun. fun if you ever get on a tree map with trillions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It has taunt, which I tried to use. I ended up failing the taunt. But you can, you roll a post-discipline test, and uh, if they get a lower roll than you do, they have to charge you. And you're a D10 discipline, so there's yeah. a decent chance that time. And I, you on. should get it. And yeah. I have a spell that gets a plus two dice level discipline that I can cast on if I really need it. Right. Well, Taunt is great at pulling people out of position, yeah. uh -huh. breaking their lines, not letting them set up how they want to. And it does have a parry, which is nice, even though it still has Sakazets. I'm not convinced Sakazets are all still. I mean, I'm rolling long swords that are also D8s, so I'm not I do feeling have, pain. I do have Preaching lethal. Choir. I do have lethal, so I am a minus two to critting. Yeah, he's critting. better than us. Yeah. So, but it, I guess we can shield back. So quit crying. Yeah. <laughs> but it... I've never really hit with a socket that. It doesn't happen very often. But let's talk about your favorite. This is a model that I had to speed paint before the competition. I had like two days to get it done. So my last hero I took was a pit fighter. I had never seen this hero used. I knew it existed, and that was about it. And it turned out really well. It has six defense with its buckler. And that's about it for anything that it has. And then it has two armor, but it does have three life points. And an interesting thing is it has D12 discipline. So it goes simultaneous with most leaders and is first against most heroes. So let's talk about why it never dropped on you. Besides the six defense, what else does it have that keeps it alive? Because so it's not the two armor. It's weapon. Uh, when I hit with it, you have to take an agility test. And if you fail the agility test, you are minus one dice of a mar. Uh, after that... You have two D12 dodges. Mm -hmm. Which and, we know from Sylvia yeah. is a great thing to have. And you have yeah. Steadfast, so you can fail, a so you can lose a combat and still be fine for it. And I definitely had to use that a couple times. Right, because in your very first tournament, you played Chris Jackson on game two. And I think game your entire... Three. Or game three, okay. Your entire faction panicked. All right? but two cohort archers managed to panic. Yeah, that, that was a terrible turn it for was, you. Yeah, it was rough. That game was a long battle after that. And then, of course, your followers were legionnaires, which yep. is the most expensive follower in the game. I That's got to take. Awesome. I got to take, take two legionnaires for forty-two gold. Um, they stand up to most heroes really well. They have six defense and five armor, but only one life. They have a throwing weapon on the way in. So, and it has Shield Breaker, Disrupt, and 
it's not very good at range. It only has nine inch range, but when you charge in, it does tend to hit and it can kill most followers pretty easily. Right, and you do have the option on your spell list if you haven't run your caster in and gotten it killed to cast conviction and give it an extra life point for a turn to try and as keep much it on as the it as having two legionnaires generally one of them's probably going to die at that point, but at least you can know they have six defense, five armor. They're pretty good to not die. Most followers are rolling d66. You got a crit, and then I mean Dan and I have the six. musters. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, don't tell me nothing. I don't know. I can get uh, almost four. For the cost of your one legionnaire. Yeah. It's true. We could pile on it. You can only yeah. throw at one of us on the way in if we all yeah. go simultaneously. Yeah, you can only kill one. Yeah. The and then I'm going to reaction shot you. The Trazerider, your models are all expensive, so you have to be really careful what you put against what. If you do it, if you put the wrong model against the wrong enemy, it's not going to go well. You'll end up just down models and you don't have enough models to continue throwing like musters. I can bring two legionnaires, but with eight musters following on that other side, it's not going to go. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're not relying on that pile on yeah. to kill anything. Your individual no. model has to kill it by itself. Generally, my models are all alone fighting their own combats. I don't think I've ever piled on with Trasurus, except for when I bring Vezrin, and that's very rare anymore. I've kind of just gone away from it. So what was your thought process in building this list? Um, I wanted to try a different leader. Uh, the Keshark really wasn't doing it for me in the first tournament, and it just it wasn't doing well. And I thought the Velazar Knight with a Shock Lance, I felt like it would do better overall. And then the Stalker, I always bring. Uh, Sunbringer, I didn't realize I had an ally wizard I could bring, and that might have changed something, but I've just been bringing the same caster every The Wandering Wizard does have Bone Crusher, so he would get to keep his ultimate favorite spell. It is more expensive, though. Yes. But I think it gives you another buff, so it would probably be good. And then the Stalker I always bring for range. I have nothing, I have no range that's over 9 or 12 inches. Unless he brought his Covert Archer. Yeah, they don't do anything. They're similar to our Muster Archers, except they really kind of have armor. Yeah, they have (laughs) 4-4. So they're kind of hard to hit. But I'm I'm probably gonna continue bringing stalkers. The nice it's nice to have sharpshooter and shoot them, and just be able to shoot at anything really. Uh, the ravager I really just like having contain. It is really nice to have something to go against blade dancing. Right. I mean, you had to fight the eclipse list, and yeah. I know there was a lot of blade dancing there. There were some yes. trillion lists out there, although yep. I don't think you faced any. I did not. But the, those mist dancers would have given you the same kind of problems. And then the Arizm Scout I brought because it's nice to have something that can ambush in the back and kind of panic the opponent. It makes them think a bit about what's happening behind them. Right, because Julie either had to stop casting the Void Wall and let you charge her, or she sent those three models over to deal with you to continue yes. casting. So you, yeah, you forced a reaction. Yeah, and it has harasser, so it can just leave combat with its one elusive and throw on the way out. And so it's always nice to just be able to leave a combat, throw, and maybe get to another combat without having to take reactions. Uh, the Viper Veteran I brought because it's nice to have something that's tanky. Uh, it you know doesn't die as fast. It can get into melee. Uh, the blow dart gun seems really good if I can hit with it. It is a D8 RAR and a D4 for its ranged weapon. But I How only often to, are you able to shoot with that guy? I only got to shoot, I think, twice in the tournament. Um, one was at a Paracure Scout on top of a tower. That did not happen. And the other one, I hit a Night Whisper, but it managed to not get the poison token. And then my third game, my Viper Veteran sat on an objective the 
whole game to win by objective because I had lost two Legionnaires and my Arizona scout on the second turn. Uh, it was rough. Yeah. And so my caster sat under a tower contesting the middle objective. Uh, he cast absolutely nothing that entire game except for just standing there and giving himself an extra life point. And the Viper veteran just sat on a point to, you know, content or to win. And then the pit fighter I brought, because it's a good melee combatant, it definitely did really well in melee. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't realize at first, I thought the two armor would be more of a disadvantage, but with three life points and those D12 dodges. And with yeah. the D12 it, discipline, you also get to go first. And I hadn't even thought about mm. that part, but yeah, yeah, that in a lot of cases is going to change that it works. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that model too. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's it seems really good. I'm going to have to mess with it more. I'm probably going to continue bringing it. It wasn't bad, so until it doesn't do something, it's probably going to continue to get brought. And then the Legionnaires, I can't not bring at least one Legionnaire. Just they have to come with. They're very good. They can stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with most heroes and not die. Yeah. And just are overall great models. The only problem is that they can be just piled on with followers and overrun. Yeah, your two Legionnaires equal <laughs> five muster threshers. Yeah. Right. And we have, have shield breaker. <laughs> right. But so it's we only get my minus more. one to my shield, though. That's true. I do have a large shield on them. Two defense. So for we're their only shields. bypassing one of those. Yes. So we're dropping them to a five. But if we have enough piled on there, I think no, there's a chance exactly. we can get it done. Yeah. Then you got to break the five armor, though, and rolling a d6. It's still only a one in three chance that a you can A blind squirrel gets a nut every yeah. now and then. But there are some exciting things on the horizon for the Trezorites, one of which is our Kyrgyzar was just released. I cannot yep. wait to build a list around it. it yeah. It's going to be fun. As most of you know, we sold out of them fairly quickly, and we are waiting on the next run from and our supplier. The next run is going to be about three centimeters smaller. I know that we went or from three millimeters the, the full three size. Millimeters three millimeters, size. millimeters yes. Yeah. Centimeters would be crazy. We went down to 90%. The beauty of having STLs, we can just adjust them on the fly, but they didn't really fit in our clamshells. And that was something we hadn't tested was the width of the hips. Oh. You know, we tested the height to make sure it would fit in the clamshell, but no Them's one thought about how wide. some baby making hips on that, Kyrgyzar. <laughs> they are. So I tried the 95%. We still had the bulge in the clamshells, so we dropped it down to a 90%. So those do have to be remastered, which mm -hmm. is kind of the delay on getting another shipment in. Um, I did send something out to our supplier today, and... Hopefully we'll have an answer soon on when we can hope to see those. But we do have one. That's right. The last one. There is one left in existence. It is not extinct as of yet. Right. And it is actually going to be a giveaway. Yep. So for those of you listening to this podcast, uh, once we hit 35 listens and you have posted on the Discord channel under the Tarch podcast, your name will be entered into a drawing and we will give away the last Kyrgyzar. And it will be the full size, the yep. bigger version from the first run. Yep, the big daddy. Yes. I cannot wait. They do, they are two hero slots. I know that much. So this is true. But I only get to bring two of them. Yes. But it will definitely be an interesting list to have that many Kyrgyzars running around with probably a leader being a pack master. I think the, you yeah. have to. Yeah. yeah. I was going <laughs> to say, sure if, if you, really you want to try the two Kyrgyzars, now, I'm not sure. This was a 275 list, so that does increase your, your hero mm -hmm. cap. Yes, you get I'm not sure, generally speaking, you really want two Kyrgyzor, but we're going to let him play with it, because I think the only way to learn I mean, is to try it. Why not try it? it yep. You know, you never know what can happen. YOLO, man. YOLO. This list, I never got to play test it. 
for the tournament. It just, I got to play it's it and true. test sometimes, it in the tournament. Sometimes your parents playing free plates doesn't actually help you out because we both yeah. had other things going on. I was trying to get everything painted. It would have probably been nice to play test it. I probably could have learned a bit more about what to do. Uh, maybe I wouldn't have gotten my caster killed as much as I did. I think it died in almost every game. Yeah, he does not try and keep that alive at all. I, I just, I don't cast enough with it. Maybe I should just start casting Conviction more. Maybe maybe it'll do something. It's a good goal for yourself, though. Yep, you gotta have goals. Try different casters, you know, try the Wandering Wizard, try the Sunbringers, see which one works out better for your playstyle. Yep. I almost bought the Wandering Wizard the other day. Oh, it's such a pretty model. I actually have two. I have one that I bought that I haven't painted yet, and then the other one Aaron was doing, our studio paint, a object source lighting class, because that... On the staff has, uh, a lantern, has a lantern, and so it's a great source of light. And so he was showing it. You know, it is so dramatic when it's hitting the clothing. Aaron is dramatic, or the painting the model. Both. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a fantastic class. Mine's probably ninety percent done, and I pulled it out, and he's going, "Yeah, I like this. I'll take this one." It's like, no, you don't get my best models. I'll paint you something. But... I don't know. I really do like the make you earn it. Yeah. Go cut the grass. On the farm. Yeah, I was going to say, there's 80 acres of grass. That's a lot. Hey. Actually, though, it's not all grass, I guess. No. There's still some soybeans out there. And we don't mow some. It'd just be the yard that we actually walk. We didn't used to mow it because we had a horse. So really, I was mowing by owning a horse. And now that he's passed on, it, it's all on you. So uh, you're going to play these guys in the next event? Probably. I'm not sure on the follower turn. I think it's all Veseran. I think it's the alternate Packmaster, Leader, and all Veseran. All Legionnaires. Well, well but then you then can overrun like really easy. And then you're like all heroes. Yeah, I don't know. I'm definitely probably going to bring a couple Legionnaires. You know, though, you're Legionnaire because you get to throw on the way in. So we're charging two monsters at you. You throw and kill one, and then you melee kill the other. You're probably fine. Yeah. yeah. That 6-5 is pretty tough. It is. We don't have anything to compare. <laughs> yeah, no follower has a sight. He's basically a Viper veteran that, you know, doesn't have a blow dart gun, but has... He's like his stepbrother. Yeah. He's like the little kid that comes along. And then the Blade Brothers, basically the same thing as either of them. Just a little bit cheaper. Doesn't have a blow dart gun or a spear, so I've never really brought it. The campaign we're doing right now, I did buy a Blade Brother. I'm going to try it, and we're going to see what happens with it. Yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes you only have so much gold to spend. Mm-hmm. I did I did make quite a bit. I brought a merchant to make some more gold and he rolled pretty low. So I just make it look. Real low. Yeah, yeah, those D6 merchants, they yeah. they don't do a whole lot of good for me, but I haven't tried the hero merchant we have. Mm-hmm. Just kill down an Urvor, and I know you have them. Yep. At least one. So I'm playing in both the in-person campaign and uh Matt's online campaign. For the in-person one, I'm playing Coronins and I took Keldon. And for the online one, I'm playing Bandits, and I took both rows. Yeah, I just, my models are already so expensive for, like, my hero costs and stuff. I've never really thought of trying to bring an expensive merchant hero. But I have seen them do decent in melee, so maybe they can do something. Right, those fists can be better than you might think. I did watch Dan hit somebody with the fists, and Mm -hmm. it might have been a kill. It was me, wasn't it? Yeah, (laughs) I was punching you in the face. Right. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that was the... The test game that right the before the campaign game. game started. Maybe. Yep. So it was good. It was a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully, wherever you guys are listening, you get to play in a campaign as well and play along. Uh, or you're able to play in the online version through Tabletop Simulator. Yeah. I love that we have both options now because some of our player race is spread out so far. So the ability to play against people you don't see every day or every week. Mm-hmm. Yep. And lots of, we got lots of new people playing uh, from Gen Con. 
And then this last week, there's been an influx of people coming in and, and yep. picking up models and stuff. So it's really helpful. It's really good. Yep. And I believe our follower tournament, which will be running in person in Kansas City, also has a TTS version. I think so. Yeah, I think Budney posted today, if I remember correctly, it's December 8th. Although I'm sure we can get Budney to to weigh in in person. But yes, there will be an online and an in-person for the follower term. Good. So what else is going on? Well, well, Luke actually gets to design his first ETS model. Oh, talk about all the little spoiled things you get. (laughs) Mom paints your army and sponsors a model for you? Well, his dad is sponsoring the model for him. I will throw that out there. But yeah, he was proud of him for winning. Good. He told him he'd sponsor a model. And so Luke kind of gets to see that process. Yes, it very much so is a Trazerite. What? It's two models. Right. So taking after the Takar Hunter, where Uh there's two different builds in one clamshell, where there's a hero and a follower version. Yep. We thought, why not get the most bang for our buck in sponsoring this model? And... What we wanted was for the Trezorates to have a follower that was a little less expensive than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, he does have the Velazar. The problem there the is... Bezerin, or the Bezerin. The sorry. They're uh, 13 gold. They're 13 gold, but they only have D4 discipline. I've never really thought of bringing them without a Packmaster. And then if I bring them with a Packmaster... I have to kind of keep, I feel like I need to keep them all together and it just kind of becomes one model more than anything. One that's super expensive model. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they can't take object or they can't uh, pick up any objectives. They can't score on the scouting. They're war beasts. So they're feral with exceptions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we thought, what if we give them another humanoid follower that's going to hit about that same gold range? So, you know, I think it's 12 or 13 gold we're looking at right now. 13. 13 right now. So we can't promise you any of the rules. It's all going to have to be play tested. Mm-hmm. But we did sketch out kind of a basic stat line. Cool. Similar to the Takar Hunter, it is going to have a winged companion, but it's going to have completely different. It's not going to drop defense, for instance. Is it going to be like a macaw or something? <laughs> no. <laughs> so we're going to have like probably a micro raptor. So we're going to stick with the dinosaur theme, but we're mm-hmm. going to add some feathers. And then the hero version is actually getting a winged serpent. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. A little Mushu or something. <laughs> yeah. Kind of the Quetzalcoatl. So yeah, Luke gets a, a say not only in the rule lines, which we kind of already have ironed out, but now I'll actually get to sit down with him as the art director and try and get what kind of visuals he wants. Mm-hmm. So right now, the proposed names, I think, are the Viper Vanguard and the Viper Scout. So these are going to go along with the Viper Legion, like the Viper Veteran. Mm-hmm. But instead of being part of the regular Legion, these are auxiliary troops from the natives. So they're from the jungle. So we've had a lot of fun looking at some concepts and art and things that we can can draw from to put this model together. Right Good. now we're thinking possibly the helmets could be made out of a shoulder lock skull. Oh, that's so, pretty yeah, sweet. a giant snake skull sitting on your head. I mean, what says Viper Legion more than that? I know, right? I'll have to cut that head off and use it. <laughs> um, so if you were interested in sponsoring a model, how would how would one of our listeners do? So you just need to contact us. Like you can send something to me at artdirector at dgsgames.com. Let us know what you're interested in. We do have a contract that you get to fill out so you know exactly what you're getting for your money and how much money. Step one is usually the concept art, at least from my point of view. And that's where you tell me exactly what you want to look like. We send things back and forth. Our concept artist comes up with a line drawing that you approve. Then we add in the color. Mm-hmm. And then that finally goes to the sculptor. And you also get to look at the 3D rendering and say, yeah, no, I think we ought to tweak this, tweak that. And then John and Colin, obviously, are the ones who are going to come up with your rules. Yep. 
Um, we just got to see a new model this week, too. Uh, some of us did. Yeah. You, can we talk about it? Sure. So it's the Gray Veil, right? Yes, the Gray Veil is our new Corona. And our goal there is to actually have her out in time to be legal for the Adepticon tournament. Nice. So the, the 3D render that I saw looked really good. Oh, it, I'm yeah. pretty excited for it. It was very true to the artwork. Patrick Keith sculpted it, so it's hard to complain there. He does fantastic work. Yeah, it looks good. Super happy. Yes, I had a lot of fun with that model. We actually looked up, you know, some influences from the area because a lot of this is pulling from kind of like the Byzantine Empire and those kind of feel and look. We actually found a type of archery where you're drawing behind the head so that you get a steeper downward angle. And so putting it on a horse archer just kind of made sense. Yeah. And so we got to try that out. She's going to be another model where there is no hair showing. So just like the, uh, the Blade Sister for the Coronans, where it's almost like they're wearing a hijab and we've kind of brought in some representation that doesn't exist very much. Cool. Um, so what else is on the horizon? Anything fun? I believe everyone got to see the Bone Thrall Impaler, yep, which will be the next model coming up. Mm -hmm. And, oh, it's a fantastic sculpt. I just cleaned all the masters and some Thunder Valiant. Yep, I got to see them the other day. Yes. They look good. They looked really good. Yes, because nothing says fall better than an undead horse and rider. Yep. And the Kandorans, you know, when you get into those undead, they're so slow. That cavalry model's really going to help. It's going to make a huge difference to that speed five. You are going to run into the problems of if you do have a fast model, it will be the head of everything, though. It can get surrounded and killed. So you're saying not all models should be impetuously run straight at the enemy at their maximum speed? No. Yeah, I don't know if he's my kid. Huh. Hey, look, yours is now running like seven, your campaign. That's true. My, uh, I have brought back my High Quester of Barrack as an undead model. She was killed by the Kandorans at the end of the last campaign. Uh -huh. She has been brought back as undead by the Kandorans. I'm playing in this campaign. And she suffered a leg injury on the casualty table. And so now her maximum speed that she can run is seven inches. That's yeah, funny. Exactly. That's funny. So still have to roll impetuous and possibly charge every turn. But I'm going so slow, we'll never actually reach my turn. You'll never get there. Yeah. And it's like, oh, almost got it. Almost got it. Right. So next go around, when the Herodellans come back to rescue the body of their saint from these Kandoran necromancers, she's going to be so easy to catch and bring back. Like, I don't think they're even going to have to engage in a fight. She'll be so far behind everybody else. They'll just ride in, pick up the body, yep. take it back to the temple and call it a day. So what are you playing in the campaign? I am playing Trazerites. No. <laughs> With that same alternate leader. Yes. Still bringing the Velzar Knight. Uh, I have a Legionnaire. I have, I believe, I brought a pit fighter, and then I did buy a blade brother, and then I think that's, and then my sunbringer is my caster, and that's yeah. it. it. 150 gold really isn't much to Trazerites. It, you can't really buy very many models with it. True, especially if you ignore your cheaper follower, just because it's a coral feral war beast. Yep. That was beautifully painted. It can't take tests, so clearly it wasn't good in the first objective. This is true, actually. They wouldn't have been great in the trials, it might have except been good. to interfere no. with other people's testing. It might have been good to pile onto the caravan, which I have not played yet, but the caravan also right. just tramples them. And, you know, if you're in front of it, if you yeah. attack from the sides, it's it a different story. Over, yeah. yeah, and you, you slow it down every time you damage it, so theoretically, yeah, they could just be you know, tearing the spokes off the wheels yep, until the thing falls biters. apart. <laughs> if someone else has to carry your loot off, but they could destroy the caravan. Yep. So, um, I think that's about it. 
we had a great turnout at the tournament. Uh, the campaign's going great. We have a lot of people at the up at the shop playing. Yeah. So I sorry about some of the background noise. I'm gonna try and edit out as much as I can but there will still be some. There are worse problems to have than people that are new and excited. Exactly. Uh, so let's just reiterate about that Kyrgyzar. Once we hit 35 listens, uh, everybody who posts a comment inside the Tarch channel on the Discord server, your name will be entered into a drawing and we will get that Kyrgyzar shipped out and announce it on the next podcast. Great. And it is the last 100% size one that exists. So if you missed out on being able to buy one, this is your last chance to get it. So you definitely want to get your name entered as soon as possible. And then For you if, completists. Yeah. And then if you want to, you know, listen to the podcast yourself 35 times to make sure that you get that drawing, by all means. Yep. I missed getting mine. I showed up here at the shop today and I walked in and passed uh, Brady. And Brady was walking away from the register. And I went over and looked, and there was no Kyrgyzar on the shelf. And I knew there was six here the other day. Right. But I wasn't able to come up. And uh, there was none over there. And then I'm in here, and we're talking and chatting, and Brady pulls out the Kyrgyzar. And I was like, oh, you did it. You. It is an insanely popular model. And the only downside to the resin size of this, we're not doing this in metal, is that we can only do 30 at a time per run. You know, metal, we're normally doing 60 or more. So, you know, those original 30 went pretty fast. Yep. We've got another 30 on the way, and we've already ordered the 30 after that. Nice. Yeah, so we'll definitely have stock back as soon as possible. I know there's some delays, that resin, there's some shortages. As soon as we can, we'll have that back in stock. Well, good. All right, well, do you have any uh, last nugget of knowledge from the Trazerite Empire? He needs to try Daklos. There's a few models he hasn't tried yet. Oh, there are a couple his, his opinion on. So the last two, or no, the Michigan GT was uh, Demon. Right, Dark But Gen Con was Trazerites. It was a different list, though. But yeah, However, interestingly, Jeff are Trazerites broken? No. For are a you couple sure? of reasons, yes. yes. Like he said, they're so expensive. <laughs> That's Gooch in the background yeah. saying they're broken. <laughs> they're so expensive that it is very tactical on which enemy you're targeting. And like he mentioned with the Belazar Knight as the alternate leader, when you do that first charge in, you have some wonderful advantages and a good chance to do some wounds. But if you don't, and it goes into the second turn, that model's nowhere near as good. You're back to rolling a Sakazet, just like the Keshark. It basically turns into a Keshark after the first charge. Call turn. that <laughs> <laughs> He just doesn't love his D8. I don't know. Maybe we need to buy him some new dice. Well, maybe he needs to play a different faction and realize how good it is. Yeah, we don't get the deadly on our D8 longsword. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, I'm Dan. I'm Jen. I'm Lucas. And we will see you next time. Thanks for joining us today at Tarch. You can find all your free blade needs at dgsgames.com. Make sure you visit the Free Blades Players page on Facebook as well. With that, we have reached our breakpoint and must back it up. Until next time, Freebladers. <laughs>